Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to possibly one of my best episodes of Life and the Game. And for some of you guys that haven't really listened to many episodes, this is probably, this is going to be one of my favorite ones, most insightful ones, because this is something that we, we, a lot of us grow up in these situations, or we see the situation next door in our family co-workers and uh and we never hear what it's like from the child right and that's what's wrong with the society today is we hear from all the hurt people the most but we don't hear from the people who who had to grow up on the other side right so anyways why do i make this podcast um because i want to talk about shit and I really hope that that people start addressing their own issues, right? If we can change ourselves, then we can change our household. If we can change our household, then we can change our street, and then our city, and then our county, and then our state, and then our country, and then our world. Now, do I think I can affect the world? Honestly, I really do. <laughs> I feel like I'm manifesting something fucking great. And my voice might be used one day somewhere on the radio, on a TV show. It doesn't matter. But if, hey, if it helps one person, I've done my job. And I think I've already done my job. So now I'm just going to have fun with this. So anyways, I just think feelings that are not addressed, trauma that is not addressed, it's like, it's like making your favorite mixed drink, but not actually mixing it. Just pouring the alcohol, then the mixer, and then trying to drink it like that. It's going to eventually taste like shit when you get to the hard part. <laughs> but when you mix it, it becomes the drink that it's supposed to be. And when you get through your feelings that you never went through, you get to become the person that you were meant to become. Right? And there we go. A foo verb from my homie JC if he's listening to this. <laughs> Anyways, so if you follow my TikToks, I said single moms can't raise real men. And I know your 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 parents or your mom or your all your homegirls, they got you programmed, cheering you on, right? But here's the thing is that you can't take a check of cheers and good jobs and pats on the backs and cash it at the bank. Why? Because <laughs> life's not fair now let me just frame this off for you because for the most part although if you're like me and you're first generation mexican here mexican-american i don't say latinx whatever i respect you guys but honestly like stop trying to change everybody for for somebody else's comfort because in reality that border doesn't fucking exist it's a line it's a wall but in reality, it's all fucking earth. So to me, I'm thinking just, I'm thinking in the future. That shit's not going to exist. So I'm already there. Y'all y'all can be hurt. Y'all can be talking about blue, blue, whatever, boop, bop. It's all noise to me. Because at the end of the day, Native Americans are Mexicans. And Mexicans are Native Americans. <laughs> at least on our, our continent, right? So anyways, 
single moms, let me, let's talk about something real quick before we get to the to the meat and potatoes of this shit. Our parents, although my concept of our parents, let's say they're born in the 60s and some in the early 70s, but for the most part, let's say anybody that's in their 30s like me, our parents were born in the 60s and the 50s. For the most part. Yeah, but the general chunk of, of the age group, right? And I always tell people, like, damn, yeah, maybe they were Of course they weren't perfect. They did a lot of shit wrong. But they were born in Mexico for the most part. And in Mexico in the 50s, that means that their parents must have been born in, like, the 30s or the 20s. Now, if you go back in American history and you start looking at the 20s, the 20s were the roaring 20s. Here. We were barely building skyscrapers. We were barely like... We only had a few years with cars. And this was a first world country back then. It still is. So what do you think Mexico was like? Mexico was Casas de Adobe, which is... Uh, just a fraction better than living in a fucking cave or in a hole. Your house is basically made out of mud shaped and dried into bricks. <laughs> so in reality, our parents were raised almost by cavemen. Now, it's going to sound funny, but that's true. And how much emotional intelligence... Because they went from zero to having light, to having this, to having phones. They did If our parents right now don't know how to, like the paisas, don't know how to handle Facebook. Because I know all the paisas are on Facebook right now commenting. Every time you post a picture, que chula mija, mi sobrina, all this shit. Reposting. You know, si, si quieres a tu sobrino or si quieres mucho a tu nieto, tienes que, you know, repost this. And they do it because they think like, oh, fuck, if I don't, um, I, I don't love him. And they, they use the guilt. Remember, they were all sending chain letters to each other. Like, send this to seven people. Te va a pasar algo mal. When they first let Paisas get Facebook. And they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> right? So then they grow up without the concept of being open to the world and the phone and newspapers and TV. And they try to make the best with our parents. And here come our parents. All right, cool. We're going to do this. And then the internet comes around. Facebook. MySpace, fuck, for some of you fucking hood rats, Techno 4, Moco Space, um, what else, AOS, The Messenger, you're out here fucking on dial-up, you can't use the phone, then you got touchscreen phones, you got, oh my god, like, our parents, we gotta give them some sort of credit for weathering this storm of technology that they did not understand, that we are barely understanding, Right? So, anyways, they were raised in, although not the emotionally healthy culture, they did have something that we didn't. They liked to stick together for the most part. Men and women, they stayed at home and they made their shit fucking work as much as they can. But then something happens. Then we start getting TV. We start getting magazines. We start getting propaganda. We start getting radio shows, music, right? Now, back in the day, and I don't know if you saw my Instagram post the other day, but 
I was posting nothing but like old school love music because I love love like I love the thought of that something so pure and the fact that I can feel it and it makes me so happy I know it's out there because I can still feel it even though I've been through so much and you should too so back in the day think about it all the music was about love finding love breakups going somewhere te robas una mujer a un rancho you know like you take her and you make her your wife and you love her and everything and that was for the most part most of the concept that people knew was love corridos de valiente that's how their stories were told right but if most of the music was based off of love they kind of like it goes hand in hand with programming people right because they grew up with all those songs and then over the 80s, 90s, 2000s, we start getting social media, we get the internet, we get the change in music. It went from like love music, R&B, you know, a lot of R&B heads like me, like we love 112, we love Jagged Edge, we love, we love um, Genuine, <laughs> Usher, like it was all love music. And then it changed to just fucking bitches and getting money. And guess what? Now, everybody, all the people are doing is having sex and worried about money. We get reality TV, like the Kardashians and everything, where we idolize just girls who literally, like, she got her fame off of porn, which whatever. I don't care. I'm not. It's not, not a knock on her. And then people just start mirroring mirroring that behavior <clears throat> every girl thinks she's something else and that's fine like hype yourself up boo but you know keep your head on hype yourself up as much as you can without with keeping your 10 toes on the ground movies change so drastically what else it's just it's just ridiculous how everything on tv radio the internet and even podcasts like everything changes first and then we mirror that behavior and that's something that we got to keep an eye out and here's the thing is that we can choose to program ourselves we can choose to follow other things to create a life that's better for us that's one of the things that i did when i restarted my life in the game page on instagram i started following everything else that was new because i told myself I have the power to program myself. So now that everything has changed, everything's been sexualized and monetized, and we put, we almost made money a personality trait in our cultural, social climate that has been created over the last couple decades. So again, women can't raise real men. And I'm going to tell you guys something. I'm going to tell you ladies something. And I'm going to give you some advice later. You just can't. Okay? So you got to ask yourself. Before you start getting pissed off at my podcast episode, I need you to approach this before I get into it with an open heart, an open mind. And a lot of care and consideration for your sons, if anybody's listening to this, that's single. 
and raising a boy by yourself. Because keep in mind, there's also a lot of dads out there that are raising daughters on their own. My father in his 60s is raising four daughters and one boy on his own. <laughs> so this is going to hit home for a lot of people. But today, I'm talking about the men. I'm talking about the boys. Because I grew up in this for the most part. And mentally and emotionally, I had to allow, first of all, another man to be a role model eventually for me. And it didn't really happen right away. So not only does a man have to step up into that role, that man has to earn, earn the child's trust for the child to allow him to be in that role. And that's so complex for these kids. And I'm telling you, it's so complex for these kids because I didn't really do that until I was an adult. And regardless, I'm always going to be like my mom's kid. And my stepdad is always going to see me as his kid. But I didn't allow that to flourish until almost adulthood. So ask yourself, what does it take to be a real woman and to raise a real woman? What do you guys do for your family? At home, what do you guys go through growing up? Puberty, dating, relationships, um, the struggles that a woman goes through compared to a man at school, at work. And then ask yourselves, okay, you guys all tell yourselves, okay, I can raise a real man. I can raise a real man. Can a real can a man raise a real woman? And single moms, like, are you raising a real man? Or are you raising a boy to be the man that is not going to press on your traumatic experiences in dating? The man that you want to date? Are you just going to raise him to have those personality traits? And that's it? Because here's what happens. Is women, you raise nice kids. Nice kids, when they grow up, they get friend-zoned. They become clock punchers, right? So they show up to work. They do their job. They don't want to do overtime. They're the guy that you know, doesn't go outside if there's like some weirdo walking around the office and you guys are scared. They're the guy who just like lets the other guy <laughs> or calls the cops. But he ain't the guy that goes outside the door, checks around. Is like, all right, cool. I don't see him. I'm going to lock the door. I'm going to go check all the doors. He, you don't raise that motherfucker. Now, there is going to be some exceptions. Of course there is. But you're not going to raise that dude. You're not going to raise the dude that is at a family party and so-and-so's boyfriend gets out of hand and and nobody wants to be like, hey, like you just let him go out of hand. You're not going to raise the guy that says, hey, bro, like, come on, let's go outside. Let's talk. Like, what's going on? All right, cool. Hey, you know what? Cool off. You're not going to raise that guy who who is going to get the respect from another alpha male enough to listen to him and conversate with him and see him eye to eye. And 
in the land of men, we respect nice men, of course. Gentlemen, of course we respect each other. But we respect you more when we fear you a little bit. When we know you can compete. And that's the difference between a nice boy and a real fucking man. You're going to raise a beta male. A guy that's just like passing out. <laughs> You're raising the guy that says, that sends you a note that says, do you like me? Yes or no. Instead of the guy that comes up to you and says, hey, I like you. You guys know what I'm saying? Like subtle differences. Like y'all motherfuckers want a man to be dominant. And I get it, but this is generations. A lot of men are not dominant anymore. A lot of men don't plan dates. A lot of men don't take charge or take action or protect their I'm gonna I'm just gonna say like they don't protect the village, but you know what I mean. It's like they don't rise up to stand for people that they care about as much as they used to because we've already been living through this this single parent household thing for generations, for not generations, but I'm saying decades. And now a lot of men are those kids. A lot of those kids are now men. And society's fucked up because of that. And then they're going to, those are the dudes that use outside sources to justify their manhood, right? What do I mean by that? Well, they think you're going to like them because they got the nice car. Because they're willing to drop, to buy you just, they, they're willing to buy you shit, but when they take you out, they're just on their cell phones. They're boring as fuck. They can't talk. No personality. No fucking like alpha traits where a girl's like, oh shit, like this is a dude right here. Like, it's not, this is the guy that's gonna, that, <laughs> that's not gonna walk you to your car. That's not gonna like wait or walk you to your door. At least wait until you get inside to take off. It's not the guy that's gonna change your brakes for you or go wash your car for you. Think about it. How many ladies, like, your dad comes over or you still live with your, with your parents and your dad goes to wash your car, but you meet a dude and he don't even wash your car. Like, he don't even think about it. I'm going to let that sink in for a little bit. And how that little thing, we just pull the string and we start unraveling a lot of, a lot of things, right? Guys that just think, like, you should like me. For what I have, what I'm willing to spend on you, how I look, you know, because I'm, I'm fucking shredded or whatever. But in reality, like, those are the guys that just get, get left. Like, how many of us know dudes that are fucking, like, good-looking dudes? I don't understand how they get in great shape <laughs> because I, I've been trying to do it for years. But they just got no personality. Like, girls don't like them. They're just like, yo, like, this was weird. You're going to raise entitled men, entitled boys, where meaning like something happens and you just tell them here, no, 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 you deserve this, mijo. And he thinks he deserves everything without having to learn how to go through the process. And they pretty much just learn to get what they want. And I don't know how many, how much this affects kids like little boys when they just get what they want, but I'm sure it has something to do with why a lot of motherfuckers grow up and become narcissists, you know? And then you guys just like, a lot of times we see moms, they don't know how to be firm. And even if you know how to be firm, 
you don't know how to scold a kid physically and i don't mean physically like spank them because everybody raises their kids different but when your dad scolds you 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 don't continue you don't like when your mom scolds you kids still throw tantrums and they still make the face like they're mad like poor me like somebody look at me like i want to embarrass you by misbehaving even though i'm not gonna misbehave and i'm gonna stop crying or being loud i'm gonna still make it known that i'm mad so i could ruin your day versus if your dad was there to scold you you know like all right i gotta not not i'm not gonna like when your mom scolds you you stop going overboard the kid stops going overboard Enough to where he can still throw his tantrum, but not cross the line. Versus when your dad scolds you, you just fall way back into line and you're like, all right, I fucked up. Time to correct my behavior. Not, not turn it down, correct it. And... I mean, throwing these tantrums as a kid. Like, how many of these kids grow up and, and put their hands on their girlfriends? And then the girlfriends tell them to stop. They cry. They call the cops or somebody sees them and says, hey, stop. How many of them just lower the behavior till it's tolerable enough? Because that's what they're used to growing up. They lower their bad behavior enough to where people can tolerate it. So maybe they go, they're verbally abusive Maybe they're physically, emotionally, or whatever, but they know how to manage. They know the the sneaky ways, the shady ways of managing their behavior to where people will stay, deal with them enough, but still just unleash their their tantrum, their their anger on them. How many of these men be, grow up to become abusive men? We got to think about that shit, guys. Like this is these are key things that you guys don't know as women because you're too busy getting that dopamine fix of you're doing a good job by the same sex, but you're not getting the point of view, the feedback from the people that actually lived on the side of being the kid. And then growing up and being like, yo, this would have helped me. This is how I was different than kids with a, a complete family in the house. And that's we're paying attention like to the wrong fucking people. We're like we're letting hurt people teach about growing up to not be hurt. And that's possible. I'm one of those hurt people. But not a lot of people go through the journey to heal heal themselves. So that's a few of the points that I know can affect a child. And a lot of times they get this superiority treat superiority treatment. Sorry guys, I don't know. Lately I've been off. You teach him to kind of just pick up his ball and leave. Right? Like when the game, let's say they're playing a game, and this is a metaphor. Let's say they're playing a game and, and he's not winning or somebody's a lot better than him and he's like, no, 
and you tell him, no, come on, let's go. You don't have to be here. You don't, you know, you, you teach him that he can pick up his ball and bounce and he doesn't have to play if he doesn't want to. Ooh, but in the, in, in the, in the jungle, in the land of men, there's a lot of shit that we have to play. And sometimes it ain't even about, about winning the game. It's about just getting through it. Think about it. Eventually, most men get into altercations. Right? What are you doing when you're teaching a man to not play? Teaching him to run. And that's cool as a kid. Like, you want to teach a kid, hey, fighting's not good or whatever. But what happens when he becomes an adult and he can't protect his family? He ain't going to stick up for his wife, his kids. You know? Like, he doesn't have that fight in him. And even if he doesn't have to fight, you're teaching him to just run, to hide, to be scared, to call the cops. The cops never show up in time, guys. <laughs> You know, in dating, you're going to teach him like, hey, if she doesn't give me, and this is the big one, if she doesn't give me the attention that I want or that I think I deserve, I don't want to play anymore. I'm going to pick up my ball and go home. So guess what, ladies? That motherfucker that you have in your DM that says, hey, what's up? Blah, blah, blah. Holla, hits you up a few times. And then when you tell him I'm not interested. Starts cussing at you and calling you a bitch and telling you you're ugly, all that shit. That's that motherfucker right there. In the gym, the guys who always look the same, they're going to do things halfways. They're just showing up. Showing up is showing up is not half the battle, guys. Showing up is showing up. Let's just call a spade a spade. Showing up. Cheerleaders show up. Some of these motherfuckers should just put on cheerleading outfits if they're going to show up and not do anything these days. Because that's all we got. You're creating men that are creatures of comfort. You're creating men that see quitting as an option. And how many men quit their relationships? Quit their loyalty. Quit their responsibilities of raising their kids. Now, I'm not blaming it on women. Get that shit out your fucking head. I'm not blaming it on women. It's not your fault. I'm just saying that somehow this fucking happened. And it's not all true. You can't take this as like the end all be all for every situation. Because there's so many things that that led up and accumulated up like built up to this moment where we're at in the world. But this is one of the things, and this is one of my ideas, and this is one of my episodes of many that I'm going to come out with about just correcting the ship and start shifting it to move into a direction of, of positivity, right? And like uh, Jordan Peterson said, nice men are like rabbits. Rabbits are only good for one thing in nature. Just to get eaten. They're just food for the lion. They're just food for 
for the hyena. They're just food. That's why all these nice dudes, they're getting chewed up and spit out when it comes to alpha men and women. They're not strong emotionally, physically. Well, some of them are strong physically. But some of them don't have a bounce back game. Some of them can't take a L. That's why these motherfuckers be carrying straps. Because they can't take an ass beating. Get up, shake hands, and be like, all right, cool, it's squashed. You beat my ass. Or, or I won or whatever, and call it a day. We see that everywhere. You're building a lion in captivity. Like, you're raising a lion in captivity. But if you take a lion... That's raised at the L.A. Zoo. Yeah, we're scared of him, right? But if you throw that motherfucker in the Serengeti in Africa, this fool's gonna die. He ain't gonna make it. Not only that, but because he's not strong enough, he ain't hungry, he don't have that beast in him, that mindset, that lion spirit, the lionesses are going to notice it and they're not going to want him. Why? Because he's cute? <laughs> because his fur looks good? Because they washed him all the time? They bathed him? No. They need that motherfucker that knows how to handle their business because they got to fucking live. They got to be safe. They need to know like, hey, when we're hunting and we need to take down this big old giraffe and we need him because he's bigger, we're going to corner this fool and he's going to take the first jump. We know that's going to happen. He ain't going to be out there posting selfies of how cute he looks. But then over here, when we're trying to eat, it's like, oh, um, can you do this for me, babe? Can you go kill this fucking zebra, kill this elephant? Which is why a lot of these motherfuckers really treat their girlfriends like their moms and then years go down the road and you're like damn like I ended up with this big ass fucking kid like I feel like I'm your fucking mom I had to do everything for you this is real fucking talk guys this is real shit you cannot good men real men are raised you don't just turn the page and then Draw a new one. Being a real man is not like changing your clothes. It's not a uniform you put on. You're not a civilian and then you go and then you're a Marine. It's not like that. It starts from the jump. And if we don't fix this shit now, when we're old, we're going to be led by women and pussies and i love and respect women love and respect you guys but we're going to be led by an imbalance and that's the important thing that i'm trying to get to we need a balance of good men and good women out there so what are we doing now i know a lot of women you don't really see great examples of, of these dudes. And I wish 
there was, but we got to start somewhere, right? Which is why I created my TikTok page. To give advice, give insight, personal stories, and my podcast. I created my podcast too to talk about what I went through, what I want to go through, how I've changed things, current situations, my plans for the future, life situations, give opinions that are hopefully balanced and where I weigh both ends because these men have to know, these future men have to know that you have to remove yourself from situations and make decisions based off of off of short-term and long-term expectations and where to invest in. So you can get advice from my TikTok page, from my podcast. I suggest if you have a friend that's a good dad or at least a good man that does shit the right way, let him spend time with your kid. Be like, hey, mijo, do you want to learn how to change brakes? Okay, cool. Hey, do you know how to change brakes? All right. Can I come over next time you change your brakes and you can give my son an idea? Maybe he'll take interest in this. Maybe, you know, maybe you can turn your kids onto a podcast. Maybe you can tell them to stop watching certain things that are going to infiltrate his brain with with bad behavior. Get them off of video games. Get them off of fantasy land. If you have an uncle, even an older uncle, just put them... You become your environment. Change his environment. And also, tell these guys that are mentoring your kids. Because every boy needs a fucking mentor. Hey, I want him, you know, teaching some shit about being a man. Shit that you learned and shit that you wish you would have learned younger. Like, help my boy out. Find a program where... They get some leadership. That's something that I'm trying to do. I want to start some sort of program where I get to talk to like a group of kids and be like, hey, like, what are you guys going through? All right, cool. Like, I've been there. I've been there. Okay, I haven't been there, but let's find somebody who has been there. Let's get you some insight. How did they handle it? How has life changed? When did it start changing? Was it because of them or the outside source changed? You know, how much of... How much of it is it your accountability? Being a man is taught and it's it's not inherited. <sighs> and it's very complex and and I can't tell you what it feels like to give birth. I never will. I can't tell you what it feels like to get a period because I never will. To well, I'm gonna say I'm not gonna say like to be judged by my body, but I mean, because we are. But here's the thing: let's get out of our feelings and realize, hey, I'm doing a good job to raise a person, but I don't have the ingredients to really complete this this kid, this young man. 
And if you don't want to hurt your son, put him in a place to succeed. Get out your ego and your pain where you're like, no, I can do it by myself. No, you can't. And here's the thing, ladies, you don't have to. You don't fucking have to. There is men out there who are like, all right, cool. Like, I got you. Why? Because we're going to be like, Dan, like, you respect me enough to do that? To help you, like, you know, with your son? Like, damn, like, that's fucking dope. Like, you know what? I'm going to accept that responsibility. Even if it's not a boyfriend or a husband, like a stepfather figure. A lot of men will be down to just be like, oh, shit, like, that's a lot. Like, damn, like, you have that much fucking respect for me as a person? Like, damn. And not only that, but you're going to... Let this man know that he is noticed and he might step up his game as a man as well because he's like, fuck, like that's dope. Like somebody's watching me. Maybe this dude never had a little brother. And he's like, shit, like I always wish that I had a little brother. You know, like y'all don't think about that shit because sometimes you have to, great men are not born. And they're not always great. Sometimes great men have to rise to the occasion. And sometimes men are not ever given the occasion to be great men. Now, I'm going to go into another portion of this podcast. About single moms. Because I know what you guys are thinking. Those men are fucking hard to find. Ooh. Alright, I'm going to give you some perspective on from me from other homies that I have that have dated single moms in the dating scene and I'm going to start off with one thing is there is and I know I can speak to speak this into existence and not only that but I feel like the general population of men don't give a fuck if you have a kid meaning they don't mind being a stepfather they don't mind that role they don't mind that responsibility of of being a stepfather but here's what Personally, with people that I know, other men that I know, that throughout the course of my life, because I ask questions. I've asked these questions my whole life. I'm barely putting them on on, on podcasts. I'm barely putting these things on TikTok. But I've been, I've been hearing and seeing this and experiencing it and watching it my whole life since I've been an adult. And I've, I, I watch patterns and I've always been like that people watcher. And, and like, I need to figure this out. Number one, whether you're on a dating app or whether you're in person or whatever, a lot of you ladies, one big problem is that you lead with your kids as if they're a problem. I've seen this on dating apps, your bios. <laughs> I see this on Instagram bios, which is cool. 
because that's not really a dating app, but theoretically, a lot of people meet off of Instagram. Y'all be putting proud mom on your Tinder bios or Bumble or what are the other ones? I don't know. Proud mom of this. Like, what you're telling me is that your kids have been an issue with somebody else that you've dated, and now you have to tell us that you're proud, that you're a mom. I assume you're proud to be a fucking mom. You don't have to tell me. That's like a red flag. You don't have to tell nobody you're a proud mom. I assume you're a proud mom. I assume you're proud of your kids. You don't have to tell me that. Now, you're not doing nothing wrong by saying it, but you're being loud. And think about being loud as like, let's go, let's go. Let's say dating is a very nice restaurant. That's what dating is. It's a very nice, we're at Mastro's, we're at Javier's, we're at the Red O, wherever. We're at Mesa and Costa Mesa. And you're being loud. Laughing out loud, you're yelling. Those of us that are trying to date for a purpose, to find a good woman, we're eating quietly. So when you're being loud, we turn and we're like, oh, fuck. We don't want that. You're bringing in <laughs> La la Vida Cantina vibes, Sharky's vibes, into <laughs> uh, Down and Out in downtown LA. You're bringing those vibes into the dating scene. You're bringing that, that hurt, that ratchet, like, you know, you're bringing that in. We assume you're proud. If you're an average woman, because there is exceptions, just like there's women that should really not be moms, don't give a fuck about the kids, that be doing some scandalous ass shit to get away from the kids, to not have their kids, to do whatever, that's your personal choice and whatnot. There is some women that should not be moms. And then there's women that really want to be moms and they can't be moms. But for the most part, we know you're proud. You don't have to project that they were a problem beforehand or whatever, or somebody made you feel like it, even though they didn't say it. You know, like, you don't have to lead with your kids like they've been a problem or like they're a problem. Because we also see some shit like, I have a daughter, and if that's a problem, swipe left. That's, that's fucking weird. Like, that's already an attitude. And that's the thing that throws off a lot of men is like, we don't want an attitude. We really want a, We really want a peaceful relationship. We really do. <sighs> wild, wild, wild. It's like the wild, wild west of dating out here. Um, another thing that has been a problem specifically for me when I dated a single mom Honestly, like real shit. A lot of single moms don't want kids anymore. They'll hit you with a like, oh, I'm done. I'm done. I already got mine. And that's okay if you meet a dude. Like if don't if you're if you're a single mom and you want to date and you don't want any more kids, do us all a favor. Stop dating stop dating men with no kids. Because most like I said, a lot of women, some women shouldn't be moms. 
there's some men that don't want kids or can't, whatever their issue is, you know, God bless them. But most men want a family. They want to raise kids. They want a boy and a girl. They want a dog. They want their cool car. They want to go on a cruise with their son when he gets older. They want to fix, you know, they, they have plans. So if you're a single mom and you don't want kids, please stop fucking around with single single men with no kids because you're, there's, they want kids. I want kids, right? So for me, one of the things is like, hey, do you want any more kids? I've only met like two moms in my whole life. I've been 33 that want more kids. Now, I know there's probably a lot more. Maybe I just haven't asked because I didn't really get around to asking that question until like, you know, later in my life. And even then, even if I wasn't dating, even when I was in a relationship and I would meet sing like single moms, I'd be like, and they would just talk about dating and how it's a pain in the ass and blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, well, do you guys want more? Do you guys want some more kids? And I'd be like, oh, hell no. Like, I'm done. I'm good. You know, like, that's already enough, you know? So I'm like, I've always kind of thought about that question. I've just never put it into like the universe out here to let people know, like for a single dude that wants you know, for the most part, a lot of men are not turned away by single moms because they're single moms. It's because they don't want more kids. We can tell you're traumatized by some other motherfucker making your kids an issue. And also, you have to be ready to make space for a man. Because we get it. You have a kid or kids, and if you're raising them by your, like for the most part in your home by yourself, but if there's a, you know, hopefully a dad in the picture, you have to understand that your man also needs time. And you have to do your best to really keep your word, although it's very hard with kids, and to show affection and to. And to respect his emotions and his needs. Because a lot of single women really just say, well, my kids come first. And you're hiding behind that. I'm trying to be a good mom thing, shield, to not address the fact that you're not ready to be a partner, to have a relationship. Or you can't, or you don't know how to make the time. Or you got to make your baby daddy step up and be like, hey, I'm trying to fucking live my life too. I have the kids most of the fucking time. You're out here. You're going to work. I appreciate your support financially. Uh, but you got to start putting in more time because I still got a life to live. Hiding behind your kids in order to not not address the needs of the man you're dating that already knows you have kids and is still willing to put an effort to be in a relationship with you. And even though you might say like, oh, I don't need a daddy for my kids. I got them. I don't need a stepdad, blah, blah, blah. As a man, when we date a woman with kids, we know we still have to fill that fucking role. That role is assumed and even if you don't technically 
are looking for that, we're going to have to do it at some point or another. Dad's not going to pick up. Dad's not going to be able to come over right away. Dad's not going to come to the rescue. He might not be there one day at the fucking press of a button or or to answer a text right away. And you're going to have to step in. We know that shit. Life ain't perfect. We don't. How how are we going to just ignore the fact that there's kids and have a relationship with a woman that's a that's a mom, but think that we're never going to be involved with the kids? It's like saying that you're trying to get into a relationship without ever having sex. It's going to happen. Saying that I want a relationship, but I never want to argue. All right, cool. It's going to happen. We're like, we got to be real with this shit. Most men are, are are willing to be stepdads. And here's the thing is that I know a few women that have kids that have found good dudes and had another kid and got married. And the one thing that I've noticed with them is that they maintained their feminine energy. Even though they raised their, they have a household, you know, they're raising their kids, they're putting in the work. When a man came into their lives, they let them in. They opened up more space for them, meaning they didn't just tell them, all right, I only have this time for you. So just be like, I only have this for you. You have to fit into this puzzle. Like you're this, I have this puzzle piece that I need and you must conform to this little bit of, of space that I have for you. Only when it's convenient for me. And here comes this man trying to change so much to conform, to just fit into your puzzle because he likes you. But instead, you could have been like, hey, like, let me change the picture up to allow you some, some space to not only to get to know me, the woman that I am as, as, as a single woman, because we don't, in order to be a partner... I got to fall in love with the woman and then I'm going to fall in love with the family because a lot of you women that have dated somebody for a while that has a kid, but that man wasn't the father of your kids. The breakup was hard because the kid and the man got attached too. men get attached to kids. So you have to understand is that we think about that shit too. So you have to create space for a man. Not space that you feel safe for him to have. That way he doesn't hurt you. That way your kids don't get attached to them. And you keep them off to the side. So like he's not really a member of your. Of your fucking like. Your circle because you come with everything. And you can't expect a man to. To give you 100% when you're giving him 10% of your time. And 10% of your of your life it just you get you give 10% you're going to get 10% now if you give a man very close to 100% he'll be like all right cool she's giving me a lot of effort i know she's a mom i know that there's a lot going on in her life but dog like this chick really gives me effort let me fucking help her out let me be there for her when she has time 
I'm gonna she gonna get dressed and I'm gonna take her out and a lot of times women don't really create space for men to to be men you don't allow them to be men and how are you gonna expect a man to come into your life and hopefully be a good stepdad hopefully be a good partner for you loyal loving supporting provider protector when you're so scared to let him have that space and get used to it and get familiar with it so he can get better at it that you only give him the space of like hey like we can just see each other like on Sundays or on Saturdays or every other weekend you're never gonna <laughs> like you hired the employee and you're too scared to let him fuck up on his first day so you just tell him to go get coffee you go throw out the trash to just answer the phone and you never really start training him for his job or let him make the mistake so he can get better at his job because when you train your employees and I don't want you to see your man as an employee but I'm just using a metaphor to make to make you understand is that when you train people you work with your job gets easier and a lot of you guys are just trying to protect yourselves so you never elevate somebody else or allow somebody else to elevate and make a few few mistakes here and there to where eventually your job gets easier and your life gets happier you know and i only explain shit in a certain way and and, and it sounds like i'm devaluate devaluing it or whatever but those who know their craft or know what they're talking about in and out can explain things in a simple way. That's the difference between teaching and just being good. A lot of people are good. But when you're a true master at something, you can explain it simply. You can simply explain explain it in a simple way. And those people, and I mean, we've seen it in sales years for years, people that don't really know what they're talking about, they just use big words. They use jargon. They use, you know, like the, the terminology because they don't, they don't have the knowledge. So they use the textbook stuff to try to make it seem like, yeah, see, I know this big ass word blah 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 but the real good teachers in this world are the ones who can dumb it down for us and simplify it and put it into a way that we can understand and since it's a social science a social scene it's dating it's love and everything i mean i don't have a lot of success but i've succeeded in fucking up <laughs> i really succeeded in fucking up but I learned how to turn those fuck ups into into a positive, into into knowledge, into growth. And I'm just here to tell you guys the point of view of of a boy who grew up with mom in charge. And now from my perspective is I grew up with my mom mostly in charge. Stepdad really didn't get involved because I know how my mom is. She could be very overbearing. And it didn't come to older age where I told myself, like, fuck, like, I, I, clearly I know my biological father. I can talk to him. I can go visit him. 
But I can only do so much on my end. Because he still has a lot of demons he has to fight. And the relationship will get better if he decides to allow it to. Because I've already opened up on my end for everything. Right? But he has been forgiven. Either way, God is, is everybody's father, right? So I just pray to God. And there was another person that was willing to be that father figure, right? That role. But because I was so worried about my biological father rising up to it, and he made up for it with his kids that he had, you know, my, my half brothers and sisters, you know, he's, he's super involved in everything. Well, that's cool. But what about me? I'm fucking 33 and they're what? 24, 17. Like he got kids, you know, he got four. What about me? Like, where, where's my dad? Right. This is a fucking 33 year old man telling you like, where's my dad? Well, my dad was at home and he was ready to, to do everything. But guess what? Not until in my adulthood did I allow him the space in my heart and in my life to be my dad? So it's like, damn. Like, my father was always kind of there. My mom didn't really allow him. He didn't really want to get into it with her, like scolding us or, or however he was, even though I know he wouldn't have because he didn't do that to my little sister, which is his blood. As a man, I also have to allow him to be my dad. And that was one of the biggest changes in my life where I allowed somebody to come lead me. And over the course of like the last couple of years of my life, I've learned and I've changed so much. And I realized that A lot of the people that I knew that had both parents in their lives, I have certain advantages, but they didn't fuck up as much. They got to certain points faster than me. And it's kind of like we grow up thinking like, damn, like for the most part, a lot of the Latino culture, we're not really we're not really taught by our parents about money and finances and credit and saving and and that aspect of life that a lot of us grow up and we're like damn what's what's one thing that they wish they would have taught you whether at school or at home is like damn money the importance of not fucking up my credit <laughs> as a kid and all this shit right so my podcast is about what do i wish they would have taught me about being a man traditional man a loving man a caring man a fucking man with like his batteries fucking charged con las pilas puestas to go out and fucking get life by the horns and seize it and love a woman and love his kids and love his neighbor and protect everything 
What do I wish that they would have taught me about manhood? This is my purpose. This will be my life. That's my podcast. That's my TikTok. And if you feel like this message resonates, more people should listen to it. Even if it's just this episode, please share it. Send it to somebody that you think might need to hear this. Because it's going to help somebody. And I'm strictly doing this shit out of the child in me that needed this. The adult in me that loves this. And the mom in my life that it would have helped. The women at the gym that could use this advice. But they don't know where to get it. And the men that that know this advice, but they have nobody to fucking give it to. There's a lot of us out there. And I think if we start celebrating good men, you will see more of them rise up. You're going to see more of them step up. You're going to see them, all right, cool. Like, hey, um, I'm taking my son to the park and I'm going to talk to them and play some sports with them. Because that's where we learn some lessons. That's where dad talks to us and and gives us little fucking little nuggets about being a man and about learning and about struggling. Hey, uh, do you guys want your kids? Like, can your kids go with me? You're going to see men, even though it might not be a lot, right off the jump, you're going to see men start taking, stepping into those roles. But you have to create a space for them to do it. And, And most importantly... You have to celebrate the men in your life that are willing to and that are doing it and that are doing it. They're doing it for whatever reason, but for the most part, they care. Men don't do shit that they don't care about. So thank you, guys. (laughs) That was a lot. That's an hour and a few minutes. Just a little bit over, but. I love this. And hopefully you guys got the message and not really worried about the way the message was sent because I'm not perfect. But we're going to make some changes.